0: Welcome to Dead Pilot Society, this show that takes comedy pilots from A-list writers that were sold and developed at networks but never produced and gives them the table reads they never got a chance to have. I'm Andrew Reich, the creator and host of Dead Pilot Society. The news is horrible and the world is terrifying, but we have great unproduced comedy for you. Our dead pilot this month is called The Thing About Lulu, and it was Created by Jonathan Groff And Elena Cravello. Jonathan Is someone I've been trying to get on the show for years Literally for years. He's a Fantastic writer and showrunner And just one of the smartest and Nicest people in the business Uh, His very impressive credits Include being Head writer on Late Night with Conan O'Brien Writer and producer on Andy Barker, PI, on Scrubs How I Met Your Mother Showrunner on Happy Endings, and most notably, showrunner for most of the run of Blackish. Elena Crivello, I didn't know until doing this, but she's also a fantastic writer whose credits include Vida, Grace and Frankie, and now American Auto. Um, Jonathan and Elena wanted me to mention when you hear the pilot, this is a single camera pilot, um which if filmed would have just been a very visually dynamic, fast paced, lot of cutting the lead character The narrator does sort of address the audience. So there's voiceover, she goes back and forth between being in the scene and addressing the audience via voiceover. They're a little worried it might be confusing. I don't think it's confusing. Uh, I think it's all gonna be pretty clear. Um, A warning, there's a little bit, there's a couple audio issues, you'll hear a sort of digital lag with some people, it's just one of those Zoom uh, things, but I don't think it will stop you from enjoying the just sick cast that we had for this. Um, We have Phoebe Robinson, the, uh, you know, you should know who Phoebe is, but from the podcast Two Dope Queens and So Many White Guys, she's a New York Times Best-selling author uh, And she is in uh, The upcoming show Everything's trash But it's okay Uh, Krista Rodriguez From Smash And Trial and Error Is here Steven Schneider from Broad City Moses Storm Who uh, has uh, his HBO Comedy special Trash White is out now He also toured with Conan uh, We've got June Diane Raphael From Grace and Frankie Laura Patilano from Hentified Greg Santos from Great News And Sandeep Parikh From The Legend of Neil uh, It's a great cast Okay Enjoy the
1: thing about Lulu. Hi, I'm Jesse Thorne, the founder of Maximum Fun, and I have a special announcement. I'm no longer embarrassed by my brother, my brother and me. You know, for years, each new episode of this supposed advice show was a fresh insult, a depraved jumble of erection jokes, ghost humor, and frankly, this is for the best, very little actionable advice now as they enter their twilight years, I'm as surprised as anyone to admit that it's gotten kind of good. Justin, Travis, and Griffin's witticisms are more refined, like a humor column in a fancy magazine, and they hardly ever say bazinga anymore. So, after you've completely finished listening to every single one of all of our other shows, why not join the McElroy Brothers every week for My Brother, My Brother, and Me.
0: Hey, are you having trouble finding things to watch on television? Uh, are you re-watching old sitcoms? Are, are, are you re-watching movies you've seen a hundred times? Why don't you try something new with CuriosityStream? CuriosityStream has got 35 curated collections handpicked by a team of experts to make sure only the highest quality content is on their site. Topics include history, technology, science, nature, society, lifestyle, kids There's thousands of award-winning documentaries and non-fiction TV shows for you to explore Um, There's Planet of Treasures with Sir Christopher Clark Which explores the places of special beauty created by humans We've got Nick Offerman with The History of Home Exploring the past, present, and future of homes Miracles of Nature explores weird and wonderful animal abilities and discovers how they've inspired some unlikely human inventions. Uh there's a there's a feature-length documentary called Rent-a-Family Inc about this crazy business in Japan where you can rent family members, uh which makes me think, you know, cuz I was pitched that idea as a TV show. Um I think there's a lot of great ideas for TV shows. Out there that you might find just uh, searching through Curiosity Stream. There's a there's Obit about the world of obituary writers. There's Fiddlin, which is a foot stomp celebration of true Americana and artistic expression. And CuriosityStream has got one of the best deals out there right now. Get this. A full year, this isn't monthly, a full year of Curiosity Stream. It's just $14.99 with code Dead Pilots. Come on, you can't afford not to subscribe. $14.99 with code Dead Pilots. Curiosity Stream, check it out. I am here with Jonathan Groff and Elena Cravello. Thank you for letting us read this pilot. And uh, can you just give us a quick uh, little a brief thing about what we're about to hear?
2: Sure. Um, this is the thing about Lulu that Elena and I wrote two years ago, right before the pandemic. Actually, we are convinced we actually had early COVID when we were writing it because we were in Le Pan in Larchmont in Los Angeles. And we both had terrible hacking coughs. And there was an elderly couple that used to sit near us. And we kind of always wonder what, what happened to them um, after we- <laughs> anyway, I didn't want to cool. put it in that We've light. Never since, so. <laughs> We've never seen them since. We've never seen them um, since. But it was uh, just, a, Alana and I worked together years ago. Uh, I was going to supervise a pilot of hers and her writing part at the time, Heidi Niedermeyer, and it didn't work, but we always, it sort of fell apart as, as those sometimes do, but we really liked working together. So we decided to work together on this script, which is about, Alana, what's, what's it about a little bit?
3: Well, I feel like initially the idea was kind of based on these two characters with such opposing ideals. uh, Like I personally am very into the environment. Like right after the 2016 election, I went zero waste. Like I just went hardcore. What can I control? What can I do to be good in this world and try to help this planet? Um, So we kind of thought it was fun to have like a character who fully embodies that and another character who is just like, the planet's burning. Let's just enjoy the fuck out of it while we can. Uh, and that was kind of the seed that launched this whole premise for the thing about Lulu.
2: And where was this set up? ABC Studios for ABC Network. And a backstory to it, too, I had done a similar project years ago at NBC, some same vein of like a more, two best friends with different worldviews. And so we sort of thought like because Carrie Burke had been at NBC a million years ago and had liked that project that she would love this. And she didn't love it enough to actually make it, which is why we're here at the dead pilots <laughs> society to read it. Well, we're so excited. Yeah. All right. And, like, and there's no cast. shame in that Dreamcast, by the way. Oh my God. Thank you to all of you guys for doing this. It's incredible. I
0: know this, this, we always have great cast. This is a truly incredible cast. And I guess we should dedicate this to that couple at le Pancatidian. rest in peace guys okay we're ready to do this this is the thing about lulu by jonathan groff and elena Ravello. it's the cold open where exterior a silver lake street evening a beautiful woman walks down the street with an almost arrogant self-assurance our wry female narrator scotty speaks the woman stops, takes a casual selfie. Well, that's not Lulu. The woman disdainfully sidesteps something. Tilt down to reveal Lourdes Lulu Gutierrez, an empathic optimist, there's nothing she can't fix, who talks to a homeless man, Doug, and hands him containers of Chinese takeout.
4: This is Lulu, my best friend in the whole world, giving away our goddamn dinner again.
0: Angle on Scotty Brickman, freewheeling, spitfire, lives for the moment, watching Lulu with disbelief.
4: What are you doing? Doc just died. But we got Mushu. Sir, do you even want Mushu messing with pancakes?
5: I mean, yeah, I'd I'd mess with some pancakes.
0: (laughs) I bet you would. Scotty looks off into the distance as she wonders for the millionth time why she lets Lulu torture her like this. She starts to tell us about their long friendship.
4: I shouldn't be surprised at this because the thing about Lulu is she always wants to do the right thing. She sees the is burning and wants to save it.
0: Scotty looks at Lulu holding Doug's hand comfortingly.
4: And me? I see the planet is burning.
0: Just then, a huge, murdered-out G-Wagon rolls by, bumping loud music. Scotty is into it, nods her head in time.
4: And I want to enjoy the fuck out of it with the time we have left. It's been this way since college. We met in an environmental studies class.
0: We flash back to a classroom in 2008. Lulu and Scotty listen as a professor speaks.
4: I took it cause I thought the teacher was hot. Lulu took it cause she cared about the environment. Pfft.
0: Pan to Lulu, taking copious notes. We were
4: good for each other. I got her to do stuff out of her comfort zone.
0: Flash back to a library. Lulu studying furiously, stressed out. Scotty appears, slams Lulu's book shut.
3: You're done. We're going to that party. Okay, but I'm taking my flashcards with me.
0: Scotty slaps them out of her hand. No! Lulu, grateful, seeing the light, nods and they head off.
4: And she definitely got me to do stuff out of mine.
0: We flash back to an endangered wetlands. It's 2008. Lulu protests with other activists. Bulldozers idle under a billboard for a condo development. Coming soon.
3: Who do we fight for? Turtles! When do we fight? Now!
0: Scotty holds a protest sign lamely, tosses her monster energy drink can into the marsh. Lulu clocks this.
4: A turtle could use that for egg store. Okay, I'll go get it.
0: Scotty wades into the marsh to retrieve the can. Mm.
4: Never did find that can.
0: Scotty, elbow deep in the marsh, feels something. Yikes.
4: Though I did find that, though I did find what may have been a human limb. That's another story. Anyway, we became pretty inseparable. We even ended up getting jobs together at the same startup.
0: We flash back to 2012. We're at El Ranchito Restaurant. Scotty and Lulu cheers each other.
4: Employment. Employment. <laughs> <laughs> I love Lulu, but she drives me crazy.
0: Back to the present on the Silver Lake Street, a fed-up Scotty watches Lulu minister to Doug.
4: Sir, it's Doug. Doug, you can have the mooshu, but I'm going to need the egg rolls.
0: She tries to take them back. There's a mini tug of war.
3: It's it's just egg rolls remind me of home, you know, when I had a home.
0: Lulu gives Scotty a look. Scotty gives up and let's go.
4: Okay, Doug. Enjoy the egg rolls. You are a beautiful nightmare.
0: She moves off. Lulu catches up, puts her arm around her.
4: How many times have I told you? Life's too short to try and fix everything that's wrong with the world. Is this about the egg rolls? Totally. And the mooshu. That's my power food.
3: The pitch is tomorrow. I need... Be sharp and slightly bloated. I couldn't make Kraft macaroni and cheese. Shut the front door. And you know what else I won't do? I won't not cut up hot dogs and throw them in there. You see me.
0: As we watch them from behind now, they high five. And that's the end of the cold open. Act one, we open on the Good Company logo etched on pristine glass doors. Scotty and Lulu push through them. We follow them into the bright, spacious, open concept office.
4: The day that Lulu screwed everything up started normally enough at the Good Company, where we work.
0: As they walk through the overly designed reception area, we see a wall with the Good Company logo and a motto below it that reads, do well, and do good.
4: So Lulu took the job because she loved the company's mission to do well and do good. I personally was in it for the sweet stock options and the perks.
0: They sidle up to the deluxe espresso coffee and snack bar. Jack Daly, offbeat, charming new coworker, kind of guy who owns a ladder, slides in. He opens a little Tupperware container. Lulu peers into it skeptically as Scotty eyes Jack.
5: Big pitch today, huh? How about a bite of my chaipong nang to give you some strength? This is jazzed.
4: understand how nang
0: any day. Scotty and Lulu each take a piece and bite into it.
3: Mmm. Mm. What, what exactly is Malaysian
0: it? Malaysian turnip omelette. <clears throat> Scotty gags, spits it into a napkin. <laughs> Lulu grimaces. Oh,
3: that is uh, something else. Now, um, how would one go about never buying one of these? <clears throat> and. Where does one find the recipe
4: so I can never make it?
0: Jack laughs as they continue to talk.
4: Jack's new to the good company, a refugee from the investigative journalism world. He read a book about a resurgent Ku Klux Klan called Sheets of Shame that made it all the way to 49,777 in the book sales rankings. Though it got to 714 in the incontinence remedy sales.
0: We cut back to the present. We're in the bullpen. Lulu and Jack are really hitting it off.
4: Now, Jack was the good company's new communications chief. Kind of a catch.
0: Jack bites a turnip pancake sexily.
4: Except for the weird food choices and terrible, terrible shoes.
0: We reveal Jack is wearing Teva sandals. (laughs) Larsh Stillmore, a laconic assistant who's over it, approaches. We don't want to in our office for
6: a pre-pitch confab in two
0: minutes. Okay, thanks. He turns on a dime and saunters away. That's
3: L'Arche, our boss, Britta's assistant. He must be in a good mood, because normally he'd...
0: Two minutes is plenty of time to change into something more. You know what? Maybe it's charming.
4: And there it is.
0: Scotty and Lulu roll eyes at L'Arche, then head off.
4: Oh, you got something on your chin. Probably drool from where you were throwing your shit at Jack.
3: Shut up. You squeezed his elbow like 20 times. It was weird, like like you're an orthopedist. You're telling me now you don't like my flirty elbow squeeze? That's my move. It's not a great move. Oh, look, the boys are taking the new placenta peel for a spin.
0: Angle on Will, former lacrosse player, and Cuddy, former lacrosse equipment manager, wearing sheet masks on their faces. They chow on breakfast burritos through their masks' mouth holes.
4: Will and Cuddy, the frat bros of the wellness industry. Yo, this mask is redunk. I can feel my pores
0: contracting as we speak. Ah, oh, cheers to that. <laughs> Will and Cuddy cheers their burritos.
4: Do we have time to explain to them why they'll die alone?
3: Mm, maybe we just send an anonymous email. Well, that works too.
6: She's
1: ready now.
0: We're in Britta's office moments later. Lulu and Scotty sit across from their boss, Britta Thatcher, eccentric but formidable businesswoman, in her spacious, exquisitely sleek office. No one speaks.
4: Britta Thatcher, the boss and founder of The Good Company. She likes to take a moment at the beginning of every meeting to, quote, center herself and the room.
7: I was envisioning your pitch today. And in the envision, did it go well? It did until it didn't. I think we need to hear from the Wall of Wisdom. Oh, The what?
0: We cut to Britta, Lulu, and Scotty, who stand at a wall of TV screens, synced up to show a giant blue sky flecked with clouds.
7: It's beautiful, isn't it? Let's try it out.
0: Britta waves a remote. A quote floats across the screens. The will to survive is equal only to the will to love.
7: You know who said that? Yeah, Nelson Mandela. Me.
0: Another quote floats towards them. In the darkest hour, look not for the light, but embrace the dark.
7: And who said that? Malala? Me again.
4: So, some background on Britta. Before she became a wellness gurupreneur, she was a child actor.
0: We insert early 90s sitcom footage. It's a living room. A mom and dad hear popping noises in the kitchen. They investigate.
4: And play the biscuit on Blame It on the Biscuit, the biggest show on
0: TV. They find their kitchen entirely filled with popcorn. Biscuit, a young Britta, is buried in it up to her neck. What the heck?
7: We're going to need more butter. Biscuit.
0: Biscuit grins, guiltily but lovably.
4: Like a lot of child stars, Britta eventually imploded. She hit rock bottom when she was caught sleeping in a stranger's house in Azusa.
0: We insert a chiron that says 2007, kitchen. A little boy enters. Mom,
1: Bruno made a friend.
0: We reveal Britta asleep in a dog bed, cradling an empty bottle of vodka. A dog sleeps on the floor beside her.
4: But she eventually cleaned up her act and dedicated her life to give him back.
0: Now it's 2010. Britta volunteering at a soup kitchen.
4: She started an online wellness company. First product, otter gloss. For every lip gloss sold, she vowed to save an otter.
0: In 2012, Britta proudly labels a tube of lip gloss with a drawing of an adorable sea otter with rosy lips.
4: From there, the good company grew and grew because Britta might be a little odd, but she's a great businesswoman, and she was doing really well by doing good. Which made her a role model for Lulu.
0: Back to the present. They're still at the wall of wisdom. Another quote You may trod me in the very dirt, but still, like dust, I'll rise. Britta looks to Scotty and Lulu expectantly.
4: Easy, Britta. Goddamn Thatcher.
7: Maya Angelou, how did you not know that? Oh, I mean, it's just because the other ones were pretty famous. I share these quotes because I want to inspire you to be great today.
0: Britta waves the remote and the wall of wisdom changes to a product shot of the forever fresh clay mask.
7: If Windstrom's agrees to carry our forever fresh clay mask, it will be a game changer. Say goodbye to your Prius and hello to seven Teslas.
0: Britta walks off as Scotty and Lulu take this in.
4: She was right. Winstrom's has a thousand locations. A yes from them would be the payoff to everything Lulu and I have worked so hard for. Our stock options would actually be worth something.
0: Insert a chart with good company's stock prices soaring.
4: And we could strike out and start our own thing like
3: we always talked about
0: flashback to el ranchito restaurant scotty and lulu at the bar they've had some drinks
3: okay what should we call our company
4: dope corp because it's gonna be dope
3: (laughs) that's terrible (laughs) okay 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 uh uh dorp corp (laughs) because
4: it's going to be dorp
0: (laughs) scotty nods Exactly. <laughs> Lulu shakes her head.
4: And we get rich off a of Dorp Corp, and Lulu could fly by those wetlands and spend her life protecting. We insert
0: them. aerial footage of beautiful dunes and wetlands.
4: Which will drive up the value of my adjacent oceanfront estate.
0: We reveal an oceanfront estate. Zoom in to Scotty on a chaise, sipping out of a coconut. Lulu enters, holding her own coconut drink.
4: Of course I let Lulu crash there whenever she was coming by to do wetland stuff. I'm not a monster.
0: Lulu and Scotty cheers coconuts.
4: Ugh, it was gonna be glorious. All we had to do was crush this pitch.
0: We are back at the good company in the conference room a little later. In quick cuts, Lulu and Scotty seamlessly pitched the Windstrom's execs tag teaming on a slick PowerPoint deck, Britta Beams.
4: And we did because what i haven't told you yet is as a team lulu and i are the best we're like wozniak and jobs lulu has the great ideas just like was and like jobs i'm the master closer who experimented with lsd don't tell Beretta.
0: they finish strong and look at the seemingly impressed winstrom's buyer expectantly a long beat and then in.
4: Boom! It was a moment of triumph for the good company and for me and Lulu.
0: In the bullpen, moments later, Scotty is toasting and celebrating with Jack, Will, Cuddy, Larsh, Britta, and co workers when Lulu pops in.
4: And so, of course,
3: it couldn't last. Cuddy, can I talk to you for a second?
0: Moments later in Scotty and Lulu's office.
3: So we just sold Windstrom's on being able to make the Forever Fresh mask at a price point that works for them, right? Yes, we did. Well, a friend of mine works with UNESCO. Turns out extracting the clay we use in the mask creates a toxic runoff, which is decimating the fish population in the Pilcomayo River, the main source of the indigenous people, the main food source of the indigenous people of Northern Chaco. Uh, can you put that in words that'll make me give a shit? We've destroyed a Native people's traditional way of life. The good company might be doing well, but it's definitely not doing good. This is some evil shit.
4: Oh, okay. Uh So I ordered a seafood tower so big you need a step ladder to get to the shrimp. Should I cancel that or...
0: Off Lulu, devastated, and Scotty, concerned. We end Act One.
6: Maximum Fun is a network by and for cool, popular people. But did you know it also has an offering designed to appeal to nerds? A show for nerds? On Maximum Fun? The devil, you say? It's true. It's called The Greatest Generation, and they review episodes of a television program for nerds called Star Trek. They've reviewed TNG, DS9, and are now reviewing Voyager. Hey, Star Trek. My daughter enjoys that program. Well, if she enjoys that, and she enjoys humor of the flatulent variety, might I recommend she subscribe to The Greatest Generation? Hey, are you calling my kid a nerd? Boy, I ought Well, gotta go! Become a friend of DeSoto by subscribing to The Greatest Generation on MaximumFun.org today! Today's episode is brought to you by Ritual. Ritual's clean, vegan-free multivitamin is formulated with high-quality nutrients in bioavailable forms your body can actually use. What won't you find? Sugars, GMOs, major allergens, synthetic fillers, and artificial colorants. Disgusting. I take Ritual. I take one every day. I've been doing it for a couple months, and I'll tell you what. It makes me feel awake. It makes my hair grow faster, which is kind of wild. And I don't feel like I'm putting garbage into my body, which is a nice change of pace. You'll always know what nutrients you're taking and where they come from thanks to Ritual's one-of-a-kind visible supply chain. It's available for women, for men, for teens. I've been taking the men's one, but your mileage may vary. Ritual multivitamins are scientifically developed to help support different life stages. Your multivitamins are delivered to your door every month with free shipping, always. You can start, snooze, cancel your subscription anytime. And if you don't love Ritual within your first month, they'll refund your first order. But take it, you'll feel a huge difference in your life. And they're minty fresh, which is nice. It's not, it's not a disgusting flavor. Get key nutrients without the BS. Ritual is offering Dead Pilot Society listeners 10% off during your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash deadpilots to start your ritual today. That's ritual.com slash deadpilots. Thanks, Ritual.
0: Act two, it's that night we're in Lulu and Scotty's apartment. Lulu sits on their sofa despondent. Scotty hands her a homemade margarita.
3: I don't believe it. Am I the world's biggest idiot? No. Have you met Will and Cuddy? I just... I can't believe I bought into Britta's whole doing well by doing good BS. Maybe she didn't know. Oh, she knew. My friend got a hold of emails from Britta. Here's one. Who cares? We need that clay. I mean, it's good clay. My skin has never looked... dewier. This is what I get for buying into corporate America. I... I, I should be working for a nonprofit.
0: Lulu takes the margarita out in one long gulp. Damn. The doorbell rings. Moments later, Scotty answers the door and Cooper Hawk, an artist who can have profound revelations while contemplating a sunset or a big gulp, enters carrying a metal sculpture made of copper pipes. He sets it down in front of them.
8: I'm working on this piece all week. It's called Paradigm 7, The New Paradigm. Part three.
4: Aren't those the new pipes for our shower?
8: They are. But I saw them and they spoke to me and they just said, we want to be this.
0: Scotty and Lulu shake their head.
8: Meet Cooper Hawk, our friend from college.
4: He bought this building with his family money.
0: We flash back to 2014, a loft building in Silver Lake. Cooper hands a check to a realtor. They shake hands
4: and is now our neighbor and completely ineffective
0: landlord. Back to the present as Cooper admires his sculpture.
4: Also a pretty ineffective sculptor.
0: A pipe on the sculpture falls off, crashes to the ground. But we love him. Cooper notices Lulu lost in thought.
8: What's up with you?
3: Running everything I've done with my life for the last seven years. Okay, let's
4: wrap up the existential crisis. We're meeting Jack at the bar in 20. What? Yes, we're going to have celebratory cocktails and hopefully mock his TV to the point that he decides to kiss
8: me. Uh, Jack, is this uh, who's this Jack?
4: Oh, another thing about Cooper. He's had a thing for me since college. I could be Mrs. Cooper Hawk in a second.
0: We insert Scotty and Cooper as bride and groom on the steps of an estate overlooking an enormous Napa vineyard.
4: And be set for life. But sadly, I am not a gold digger.
0: Bride Scotty looks up to the heavens and cries. We're in Lulu and Scotty's apartment. Back to the present.
3: Jack is a new friend who happens to look like a mix of Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth and Chris Bratt.
8: All the premium Chris's. I should be there.
3: Goop, how many times have I told you it
4: will never happen between us?
8: Yeah, but you've never said it in a way that I fully believe.
3: You gotta admit, dude never quits.
0: As they head out.
3: By the way, I think I have to quit. What?
0: Smash cut to El Ranchito Restaurant and Bar a little later. We open on Mama Sabina Gutierrez. In her 60s, Lulu's Mexican grandma. Her petite frame can't hide her fighter spirit.
9: You can't quit. I didn't work three jobs and build this place so you could get your dream job and then throw it all away.
0: Pull back to reveal Lulu sitting in a booth flanked by Scotty, Jack and Cooper. Cooper eyes Jack suspiciously.
9: Stick to the plan, Lourdes. Recuerdas?
0: Mama Sabina plops a large binder onto the table. On the cover is mock up artwork for Abuelitas, a restaurant concept conceived by Mama Sabina herself.
9: Our dream. Abuelitas. There will be one in every mall in America. Mija.
3: You no, know, Mama. We're going to be the Mexican Cheesecake Factory. Lulu's
4: grandma. Mama Sabina. She immigrated from Mexico at 16 and worked her ass off to carve out a life for herself here in Los Angeles. She eventually scraped together enough money to open El Ranchito and put Lulu's dad through college. She was so proud when he decided to become a doctor and so pissed when he threw it all away to work for Doctors Without Borders.
0: Back to the present. That's where she gets this
9: need to help from. Her father, we can help others once. We have helped ourselves, mija. Yeah, girl, that's what I'm talking about. Get yours
4: first, Lulu. Then, once we're rich, you can save the world.
9: Excuse me? Or do your grandma's restaurant thing, whatever.
0: Mama Sabina grabs her drink.
9: Okay, you're cut off. An hour earlier than usual. Oh, sick (laughs) bird. What? Not a sick
4: burn. You're making me sound like I'm a crazy alcoholic. I'm not really. I have it all
0: together. She does her elbow touch move on Jack. Cooper clocks this, snaps a tortilla chip in two. Mama Sabina turns to Lulu, opens the binder to a page of Abuelita's artwork.
9: Lourdes, you are supposed to to help me make this a reality. I need your smarts, your creativity.
0: She rubs her fingers together, indicating money.
9: I'm done making authentic Mexican cuisine here. It's time to dumb it down and go wide and share it um, with America. You melt cheese on anything and they love it. Don't give up on your dream.
8: I haven't given up on my dream of showing my work in a legitimate gallery that's not owned by my family. Uh, what about you, Jack? I hear you, like, you're not in journalism anymore. Like something happened bad. What was it?
5: Hmm. If I had to break it down, fundamentally, the thing that was missing for me was I wasn't born with a rich dad.
8: Damn it. That's actually very solid. I am a product of massive privilege. I must reflect
5: on that more. You know, I don't think you should water down your food. I love authentic Mexican food. In Oaxaca, I went to the Central Market and had chapulines, fire-roasted grasshoppers. They were a
9: revelation. You fell for that tourist crap. You couldn't pay me to eat those grasshoppers. Well, I guess I have to go back to the kitchen since someone here doesn't believe in me.
0: Mama Sabina moves off mumbling about chapulines.
3: Mama, I believe in... <sighs> She's right. I shouldn't quit. I know. That's what I've been saying. I'm too pissed to just quit. What I should do is blow the whistle. Excuse? Threaten to bring the whole company down.
5: Uh, um, I admire your passion, uh, but... Some of us have some pretty serious late stage
0: student loans.
3: I'm out of here. I got to be alone.
0: Lulu heads out. They all watch her leave. We're in Lulu and Scotty's apartment later. We insert quick cuts. Scotty pulls out a container of meatballs, sniffs them, shrugs and pops them in the microwave. Asleep on the couch with a napkin tucked into her shirt, TV flashing on her face. The container of meatballs balanced precariously on her stomach. At the good company in Scotty and Lulu's office the next day.
4: I didn't see Lulu until the next morning.
0: Scotty enters to find Lulu, finishing up a call.
3: Oh, you're here. Yes, I have a meeting with Britta.
4: In which you will do
3: what? Well, you know how I'm the idea person and you always close? Yeah? Come watch me close.
0: She turns and leaves. Scotty chases after her.
4: What? That's my thing. I close. I
0: close. Moments later in Britta's office, Britta sits at her desk examining a document. Lulu and Scotty sit across from her.
7: Yeah, that email is definitely for me. So what's your point? Well, obviously, I could blow
3: the whistle on this and bring the whole company down. (laughs) Oh,
7: oh, she's crazy. Ah. So would you? I don't know. It depends on you, Britta. What is it you
4: want? You don't want anything. She doesn't want anything. We're going to go
3: back
7: to work. I want to know
3: why you let this happen.
7: Look, it's been our biggest selling product and the profit margin was so great, I couldn't just shut it down.
3: Come on, Britta. You, You could have found a safe alternate source. No, let me rephrase that. You are going to find a safe alternate source. I think the coffee gal is here. Coffee, anyone? And you're going to clean up the damage that's already been done.
7: That would be incredibly expensive. Oh, well, in that case.
0: Lulu puckers her lips to whistle. Nothing comes out. It's sad.
3: I try to whistle. My my lips are dry because I'm really nervous.
4: Homegirl does not know how to close.
3: Okay, point is, I could blow the whistle.
0: She stares hard at Britta, a beat.
7: Okay. I will clean up the river in Paraguay and the Delta in Vietnam. The Delta in Vietnam? Kidding. There's no Delta in Vietnam. Anything else? Nope, we are good. Thank you for your time, love and light. You
4: closed, high five. Well, well, there there is one more thing. What, she's cleaning up the river. There's no Delta. What more do you want from the woman?
0: Lulu stands and gathers herself.
3: Britta, you're going to start a not-for-profit division of the good company called the Green Team. It will research, fund, and launch environmental initiatives. And you're going to hire me to run it.
0: Scotty reacts, stunned. She looks at Britta.
7: (sighs) Why would I do that? You founded this company so you could do
3: well and do good. And amazingly, you have. You inspired me to work here when I was on track to be at a nonprofit, And you've been a role model to me ever since every second of my time here. Until this. You got greedy, Britta. You lost sight of who you are.
0: This lands hard on Britta.
3: So, now you need someone to help you get back on track. To live up to the name, The Good Company. And I'm the right person to do that. We're gonna start changing the world right here, right now. Come on,
7: what would the biscuit do? If I agree to this, you're going to have to be comfortable with some changes. For starters, I can't pay you what you've been making, so you'd have to get used to a non-for-profit salary. Ugh, gross, right? You wouldn't be working day in and out with your buddy here. Ah, don't forget about your buddy! Ah. And you're a year away from your stock options kicking in, so you'd be walking away from that. Well, that's just a non-starter, right?
0: Lulu thinks. Scotty stares at her.
7: There's no
4: way she will take this bogus offer. She'd be breaking up the team, screwing up the plan.
3: Dorp Corp, Dorp Corp.
0: Lulu, who's been deep in thought, lifts her head up. You've got a deal. Lulu shakes Britta's hand, then walks off triumphantly, leaving Scotty alone with Britta.
4: And that's when I realized I lost my wing woman and the happy little world I built with my best friend was gone forever.
0: Scotty's lost in thought, and after a beat-
7: Why are you still here? And why were you mumbling, Dwarf Corp? It's a good, good
4: name!
0: Scotty exits, and we fade out. End of act two. Act three were in Lulu and Scotty's apartment later that night. Scotty sulkily eats a Pop-Tart ice cream sandwich. So
4: Lulu had taken a big dump on all our hopes and dreams. There was only one way I knew to get through to her in times like these. I have
3: to give her the old silent treatment.
0: Lulu enters. Scotty leaps off the couch.
3: Shut it, dream crusher. Scotty, it's going to be fine. The deal with Winstrom's is still going through, and you're going to make bank, and I'm going to be doing what I love. It's not just about the money. To quote something you've said every day since I've known you, sometimes six times a day, it's always about the money. Okay, but this time it's not. It's about us. Lulu and Scotty
4: together. Lulu on her own, meh. Great ideas, can't always execute. Scotty on her own, blech. Terrible ideas. Dorp Corp, that's idiotic. But I get shit done. And together, we're a power duo. We're like Barack and Michelle. I'm Michelle because girl is jacked. I mean, you do usually beat me in arm wrestling. We're each other's right or die, right? I mean, who am I going to talk to if Jack comes in and heats up some Uzbekistan goat balls in the microwave and you're off for cycling? We've been working as a team since we were 23. Now I gotta find some new partner who gets all my bad
3: jokes and is okay with how much I burp after I drink a LaCroix? Look, I'm gonna be right down the hall and we're still gonna be roommates. Are we? Aren't we? Are we? I don't know what you're gonna do next.
0: Scotty exits, pissed. Lulu looks after her, concerned. At El Ranchito a few days later. Scotty sits at the bar alone, drinking a beer.
4: So that kicked off a bit of a cold war between Lulu and me. We barely said a word to each other all week.
0: Insert Lulu and Scotty's apartment. Lulu and Scotty walk past one another in the hallway, but Scotty pretends she's engrossed in a New Yorker magazine she's holding.
4: She was busy prepping for her first Green Team event.
0: Insert the good company. Lulu talking people up at work. Most brush her off. Another insert at the good company. Scotty, looking at the company events board, she sees the Green Team Beach Cleanup sign-up sheet with a few names on it.
4: And I was busy being what my mom calls a petulant little brat.
0: Scotty checks to make sure no one's watching, then signs the sheet, Reveal she signed up as Greta Thunberg. Back to the present. Mama Sabina puts another beer down in front of Scotty.
9: Maybe we will be just a face, like with Lulu's dad. I always dreamed that he'll come back and become a Beverly Hills plastic surgeon.
0: He grabs a fold of neck skin.
9: Hopefully in time to take care of this. Yeah, maybe it
4: will be a phase if that beach thing today was any indication.
0: The beach parking lot. Flashback. Scotty, scarf, sunglasses and binoculars, scans the beach.
4: It looked pretty lame. Not the way I would have done things.
0: We insert the binoculars POV. Jack, Will, Cuddy, and others walk with trash bags and plastic grabbers, lazily picking up trash as Lulu supervises. Will keeps pinching Cuddy's butt with the plastic grabber. Cooper's there too, inspecting pieces of beach trash. Possible artwork?
4: It didn't even seem all that great.
0: Reveal in the binoculars POV, Larsh drives Britta on the beach in an ATV. She points at something. He hops out and picks up a piece of trash. Hops back in. They drive off. Back to the present.
4: Total disaster.
0: Cooper enters, carrying a variety of garbage. Not total. I scored some pretty
8: sweet raw material for my sculptures. There's this driftwood, and uh, I'm not really sure what these are, but they're perfect for Paradigm 12. He holds up some tent
0: stakes.
4: Those are stakes for a canopy. Oh.
0: Oh, we insert back at the beach. A dad chases after a canopy that's been blown away by the wind.
4: So how did it end? Has Lulu come to her senses?
0: Yeah, we're going to have a bonfire later to
8: celebrate. What? What? Do you know
4: what coming to your senses means? I guess not. Apparently, after I left, Will and Cuddy got dragged out to sea by the undertow and had to be rescued by lifeguards.
0: Exterior beach earlier. Quick cuts. Will and Cuddy flail in the ocean, then get rescued by a male lifeguard, then high-five each other.
4: Lulu, realizing the day was on the verge of disaster, had to put herself out there and manage to rally some random beachgoers to join in on the cleanup.
0: More quick cuts. Lulu contemplating how to salvage the day, then talking people up. Handing out trash bags and recruiting strangers to help.
4: By the end of the day, they had collected 60 bags of trash. The mayor even came down and there was a photo op for Lulu and Britta and the good company.
0: The camera pans across bags of trash piled up and lands on awkward photo op of Lulu, the mayor, Britta, and everyone who helped out. All are in beach attire except for Britta, who is wearing an upscale pantsuit and a cape. Back to present.
9: So Lulu's probably going to stick with this thing, huh? Maybe. It's like on mi hijo. Sometimes people are going to do what they're going to do. And you have to decide whether you're going to be a part of their lives or not. Maybe I don't want to be a part of this new life.
4: I want things to stay the same. Yeah.
9: Because you are out of your comfort zone. But sometimes it's good to get out of your comfort zone. That's how we grow.
0: Scotty takes this in.
9: And Lourdes is out of hers, so she may need your support. Damn it, you tiny wise woman. I'm not your magical Mexican. You're cut off again.
0: Scotty starts to protest, then turns to Cooper.
9: I need you to help me with something.
0: I would literally do anything for you.
4: Calm down.
0: It's a montage of quick cuts. Scotty and Cooper in a convenience store. She points towards the beverage case. In Cooper's studio, he sandpapers something. She stirs a muddy paste, applies it to the mystery object. Both in protective goggles as Cooper uses a blowtorch on something. Finally, goggleless, they admire their masterpiece.
4: It's perfect.
0: Exterior beach evening. A bonfire. Lulu and the rest of the Good Company crew hang out. Jack walks up to Lulu.
5: Hey. As someone who kind of bailed on his dream, it's cool to see someone stick to theirs. You really did something here.
3: Thank you. And I have another dream. S- seeing you in different footwear, but but no, you were Tevas even at the beach.
5: Wish I hadn't. <laughs> very awkward sunburn. If they ever lose the instructions on how to make Tevas, they can use my feet as plants. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Lulu laughs. It's a nice moment. Then it's interrupted. Hey. We reveal Scotty a few yards away. She approaches Lulu, carrying something behind her back.
4: Hey. <sighs> Look, Lulu. Ugh, words. Feelings.
0: Gotti, unsure, starts to turn away, then sees Cooper by the bonfire. He makes a hand signal. Keep going.
4: Um... I got you something.
0: Gotti pulls out what she's been holding behind her back. A distressed, mud-caked, rusty monster energy can.
4: What is it? Remember in college when you dragged me to that wetlands protest? No. Well, you did. And
3: you got super pissed at me because I threw a monster energy can into the marsh. I, I don't remember that. I've watched you litter so many times since then. It's all just blurred together. So you're saying that you went to that marsh and found the same can? I did. It's not possible. We lost that protest. That marsh is a Dave and Buster's now. Okay. You caught me. So you came here to give me a dirty can?
4: I was hoping you get the symbolism of this and I wouldn't have to say anything, but look, I know who you are. And as much as I try to convince you to care about cooler stuff like Bentleys and sweet vacations, I know you're always going to want to think about the trees and rocks and shit. So while I want us to chase a dream together, maybe your dream is just different than mine. Worse, actually. Terrible, dumb dream. Waste of time, but i have to be okay with that i appreciate you saying that today i i guess congratulations on today looks like it was a big success
3: it was a nightmare i mean it it turned out okay but i had to bribe a family to help me pick up trash and i've talked a big game to britta and i promised her all this stuff and now i have to live up to it i i don't know what the hell i'm doing I've bitten off way more than I can chew, and and and, you know, usually when I have a big idea, you're there to help me chew. You know, you're you're my chew buddy.
4: He shouldn't abandon this metaphor.
0: Yeah, I,
3: I I guess what I'm saying is, is there any way I could convince you to join me in this?
0: Scotty takes a beat to think about this.
3: No fucking way. What? You just made
4: that whole speech. No! I had to ask. It's good that you asked. I know that's hard for you.
3: Progress.
0: Lulu then inspects the can Scotty gave her, touched.
3: Even though I don't really remember this, it's probably the nicest thing you've ever done. Can I give you a hug?
0: Lulu holds her arms open. Scotty starts to go in and then...
4: No, stop. Shut it down. Too many feelings. I'm probably going to need to pour some milkshakes in a random mailbox just to get myself right. Got it.
0: They share a smile. After a beat, they move off and join everyone at the bonfire. Scotty grabs a bottle of wine out of Jack's hand and takes a big swig. As she drinks, she watches her friend Lulu laughing, celebrating, living out her terrible, dumb dream.
4: I guess I should have known it would work out this way, despite my best efforts to hold her back. That's the thing about Lulu, She's going to change the world, and I can't stop her.
0: Scotty sighs and looks at Jack and then pours the remnants of the bottle of wine on his Tebas. Hey. Scotty takes off laughing and runs toward Lulu, using her friend as a human shield as Jack, laughing, chases after them, and we fade out. End of act three. We're in the tag in Scotty and Lulu's office. Scotty sits solemnly staring at Lulu's now empty desk.
4: So Lulu's decision set off a wave of change for everyone. Some of it was really hard to take.
0: Jack walks in with a box and puts it on Lulu's desk. Apparently I'm going to be working out of this office now.
4: And Some of it was pretty great. Lulu who?
0: She awkwardly crosses over to him and squeezes his elbow. <laughs>
4: Me office, Sue
0: office. Jack gives her an uncomfortable smile.
4: Lulu was settling into her new role, which came with some surprises as well.
0: Lulu's in her windowless, cramped office. Britta enters.
7: I wanted to make sure you're supported in your new venture, so I'm lending you an assistant. Ciao.
0: Britta leaves and L'Arche enters. Hey.
7: Oh, hey. Um,
3: well, welcome, welcome to the green team. Want to help me get this whiteboard up?
0: I'm not really here to assist you. I'm here to spy on you. Was that not clear? Off Lulu's look, what the fuck?
4: And Mama Sabina was embracing change.
0: In El Ranchito, Lulu, Scotty, Sabina, Jack, and Cooper at a table set up for a taste test with sample dishes from Abuelitas.
3: it average, I got you average.
0: Reveal Will and Cuddy housing super cheesy enchiladas. Mmm, so much cheese. Oh,
9: and it's not that weird Mexican shit. <laughs> It's a special blend of Belbira and cream
5: cheese. Well, congratulations. You've completely undone the legacy of authentic Mexican cuisine you've nurtured for decades.
9: Thank you. Don't you just love this one?
4: Yeah. Do I ever?
0: Yeah. As they dive into Mama's A Mexican Food, we fade out. End of pilot. Alright, I hope you enjoyed that And you have to come back next week To hear my interview with Jonathan and Elena Among other things, we get into a pretty deep conversation About how the hell to write comedy About the climate crisis Without just making the problem worse Dead Pilot Society is produced by me And my co-host Ben Blacker And our associate producer Noah Finling And edited by Jordan Katz Hey, uh, you got to know someone who you can tell about this show. One friend. I think of one friend who you think might like this and tell a friend. Uh, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening to this. Um, and uh, make sure to subscribe. Follow us on social media to find out all the latest. We're on Twitter at Dead Pilots Pod and on Instagram at Dead Pilot Society. Until next time, I'm Andrew Reich. Thanks for listening.